0: It's the near future. Two intrepid explorers of history have been tasked by the Great Council, probably, to go back through the archives of history and cut out the chuff. Go ahead, please take it from here. The cloud is nearly full, and with only
1: 1% of memory space left, what will make the cut?
0: Nearing, Nearing the cash. An edit of history's hard drive. I think clowns got a bad rap. Yeah? Speak on that. Yeah, I think that I think that they work very well as like a an engine for horror, as like a vehicle for mm-hmm. horror, but mm-hmm. I think that they work equally as well as like kind of like a fun, <laughs> whimsical character.
1: Right. They have both elements. But they
0: right now, they're just scary. I wanna, in bring, this, I wanna yeah. bring them back. Yeah, you wanna bring back silly clowns. Silly clowns, yeah.
1: I don't know if once a clown has gone scary can ever go back to silly. I don't know if the path I don't know if it's a two-way street, you know? I'm they trying c- to think. Silly can become scary. I don't think scary can become silly. It's difficult.
0: I think that they they did well, okay, so here's <laughs> follow me on this one. <laughs> okay, so I'm if you think about it, in the seventies, the nineteen seventies, mm-hmm. the Jim Henson produces the Muppets. Mm-hmm puppets silly whimsical Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, later on in the 80s uh, steven spielberg uses uh, puppets in gremlins yeah uh, a horror movie scary Uh, yeah but now still around still having a great time like like the muppets Mm. are still around puppets are still doing great Mm. why not clowns Hmm. does that make sense at all
1: no no (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> not to not to opposite of the yes and but uh-huh. um, no but well i think i think that same thing when they're scary they're scary when they're funny they're funny you know like the muppets are funny they stay funny
0: okay no uh, the okay, dark crystal be scary stay scary even better example the gremlins scary puppets gremlins 2 silly puppets mm-hmm there you go. That's perfect. It's even more encapsulated. So, what I'm saying is, okay. it, it part one, scary. It part two, I haven't seen it. Maybe it's very silly.
1: Maybe. I
0: haven't seen it either. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay, well, checkmate. I've been bested.
0: Yeah. Eat that, atheists. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Clearing the Cash and Edit of History's Hard Drive. I am the Clerk of Chronicles, Zachy Hennessy.
1: And I'm the Arbiter of the Archives, Rebecca Chariton. We are workers for the Ministry of Cultural Memory, and we've been tasked with reviewing the entirety of humanity's history hard drive. The Triple HD is almost full, so we're reviewing every day of the calendar year and comparing historic events to decide what gets to stay and what goes away.
0: Yeah, and uh, here's a legal disclaimer, by the way, from the pencil next upstairs. No, we're not actually deleting the events themselves, but we're not saving the story. That's what the council told me, and I intend To deliver. Today's assignment that we were given uh, by the council this morning, I I punched my card, Mm -hmm. pulled down the big lever, and I was told January 6th.
1: I have the same exact thing.
0: That's so good. Well, I mean, we work at literally the same job. so (laughs) We honestly should have the same job title, considering. Right. As opposed to you being my assistant. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's interesting, because I was told something different um, during the private meeting that I had. Um, but... What were you told? I think it's probably better not to get into, like, the specifics. Um, but I think that, uh, to call me the assistant, I think, is a little bit hasty. That's what I'll say. Uh... <laughs>
1: to be discussed in our <laughs> weekly... One-on-one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: our, our review. This is our
1: daily one-on-one, but then we also have, yeah, weekly we have a weekly one-on-one one where, where we talk we, about we save all, like, the other, all the feelings all the that came up during the week. and Yeah, that's good. Yeah, this is when we just do work exclusively. Yeah.
0: Speaking of work, uh, what do you, you got anything in the old uh, tube shoot? I do. Came in bright and early, and the tube was already full. Another crunchy tube. Another
1: crunchy tube. This one has sharp nails and... Some um, text. And I'm just gonna very gingerly take this thing out. Okay. Gently ow. Okay. All right. Let's see what I have here today. Yeah. Um this one comes from the desk of history.com editors and it is written
0: on a pinwheel. National Heroes. So Those <laughs> history.com editors.
1: January sixth, Wheel of Fortune premieres nineteen seventy-five. What a, Ooh, what an important story. Really important. Wheel of Fortune, one of the longest-running syndicated game shows in American television, premiered on NBC January 6, 1975. <laughs> Created by television legend Merv Griffin and hosted since the early 1980s by Pat Sajak and Vanna White, Wheel is one of the most popular television shows in the world. Wheel of
0: Fortune is not- They call it America's Game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune is not a lot of words, so the fact that it's been abbreviated to wheel doesn't sit well with me, and I'm going History dot com
0: editors are not paid. I'm by gonna the expand
1: word. on it every time that it just says the word wheel and say Wheel of Fortune because it doesn't need to be called wheel. Yeah, that's. true. I don't true. like that. It,
0: the fortune on it, it, honestly, is a huge. It's a pivotal part of the mechanics of the game right. itself. I just wanted to take a, a moment to note that uh, it is, in fact, called America's Game. Uh, but it's interesting to note that. Baseball, which has undoubtedly been around for longer, is noted as America's pastime. Pastime. So you know, I think that there's an interesting relation there. I think you know, if if I was to say like, oh, this is the game that we play in my house, mm-hmm. that would be more than like, oh, this is the the pastime that we have in my house. So I, right. I, I think that a pastime that you're just killing
1: time. You got time on your hands. You got time to kill. A game. You live for the game.
0: Absolutely. We live, live and die to win. For the game. We
1: live and die for the wheel.
0: Yeah. A fortune.
1: Yeah. Griffin, who had already created another iconic game show, Jeopardy! (laughs) This guy's amazing! With an exclamation point, conceived of Wheel of Fortune as a combination between hangman and roulette. Contestants guess letters as they attempt to solve a hangman-like puzzle, spinning the wheel to determine how much money they will earn for correct guess with the ultimate goal being to solve the puzzle and accumulate
0: as much money as possible. Okay. Uh, now, if you think about it, it seems like he was just kind of throwing darts at a board there. Hangman roulette. Mm-hmm. I have an idea. First of all, my first idea was like, oh, what about tic-tac-toe and like trivia? But that's yeah. actually just Hollywood squares. But another idea, if I, was to, if I was to pitch a game show in the same vein, yeah. maybe we go, uh, you know, a pen and paper game. So like the one where you have to connect all three resources to all three houses without crossing the pipes mm-hmm. and also russian roulette
1: and also russian roulette yeah
0: i love it i think that it has a bright future i don't have like the theme song for it or nothing yet but that's kind of like the da, start da,
1: da, da. yeah sure <laughs> da, yeah da, da, da. yeah um, i wonder who would host it <laughs> johnson <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he hosts um wipe out
0: that's right, yeah.
1: Yeah, so he has a history. I'll talk to him about it okay, if you ever yeah. want to get this. this During your,
0: your weekly one-on-one this, with John Cena. Yeah,
1: my weekly one-on-one with John Cena. I'll bring it up. We'll see good. if he has the bandwidth to take
0: on this project. Yeah, I know he's very busy. This
1: project. Uh, yeah. Since the show's inception, the price of vowel has stood at $250 and has not been adjusted for inflation.
0: <laughs> D- did they actually write that? That's amazing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. They haven't adjusted the price of a vowel. Yeah. What about? Okay. Well, no.
1: I guess if we took inflation into account since the 70s, I mean, that thing's got to be like. Oh, thousands. I was going to say at least double, but yeah, thousands is more than that.
0: I mean, double, Mondruple. thousands. Yeah, yeah, at least.
1: Yeah. Um. We should really look up the inflation rate because I feel like this keeps coming up. We keep mentioning various, the inflation rate. Yeah, yeah where, like inflation comes up and we're like, only we knew. Could how be much gosh, inflation millions is. of dollars by now. <laughs> The phrases, I'd like to buy a vowel, and I'd like to solve the puzzle, have entered the American cultural lexicon.
0: That's true. I use those every day.
1: Yeah. I say them really frequently.
0: I leave the house, and um, my dog goes, and I say, I'd like to buy a vowel, please, because I don't understand what you're asking. He says,
1: kill me. Then you say, I'd like to solve the puzzle. (laughs) Sajak and White, who joined in 1981 and 82 respectively, have become some of the most famous hosts in game show history. White, who operates the board and reveals letters as they are guests, often contributes her own puzzles to the show. In over 6,500 episodes, she has apparently never worn the same gown twice.
0: Yeah, and uh, fun fact, n- right now in the, in the very near future, uh, Vanna White's still alive. Mm -hmm. To this day, still banging out episodes of Wheel of Fortune. Still
1: has not repeated a single gown.
0: Not a single gown. Apparently, not a single uh, 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 not letter. (laughs) That (laughs) That would be a a short run, really epic. No, a single puzzle as well.
1: Yeah, that is wild. That's a lot of puzzles. The show's producers claim that over one million people have auditioned to be contestants, and the show has paid out a total of more than two hundred million. Painfully awkward or incorrect guesses by contestants also been comedic fodder for generations of Americans.
0: So true. Wow. What a uh, what a legendary establishment in yeah, the history of a cultural of,
1: establishment and I'd say like kind of like a cornerstone of uh, both games
0: and shows.
1: Games and shows and American television. Yeah. As we Which know as we all
0: it. know is is the best television or was. Yeah. Until the before streaming of, uh, streaming and uh Underwater Pet television, Netflix. yeah. What was the one that you said?
1: Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. It's Netflix um that is catered to and run by
0: pets. Uh, you know what? I'm familiar because I leave it on for my dog. Yeah, I say, we all do. I say, not today, little guy. But here's the latest <laughs> episode of uh Wishbone. It's a reboot. And he says, "Me." Hey. <laughs> <laughs> He says, he says, what's the story, Wishbone? And then he rolls over and he's quiet for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. So okay, that's- so that's a, that's a great story, honestly. You know, the establishment of one of the greatest mm-hmm. shows. And it's cool to know that this guy, he's like on fire. Mr. Griffith. Griffith? Griffin. Griffin. He's Griffin. on fire making these game shows. He's got Jeopardy. That's one of the best ones ever made. Still is. Yeah. He made Wheel of Fortune, which is an inferior show, but yeah. still you know,
1: still really epic, still really a cornerstone, uh, as you cultural mentioned. cornerstone. Um, I mean, he's doing the dang thing, not anymore, I don't think, to my knowledge. Um, my man Griffin. I Griffinth? mean, I, yeah, Griffin. Griffin. I, I Griffin. Um, I only know as far as the history editors have allowed me to know on this day. So
0: that's true. It's I can guess to guess. So up far. more information. There's no way um okay so, well let's uh let's let's cook on that one for a second and i see over here actually that i have received a uh a tube in my own uh, a tube hole here uh let me just pop this open sucker that open. bad boy up whoa that's the most tube like tube i've ever received in the, the tube <laughs> hole actually that's very exciting you don't always
1: get tubes through the tube hole
0: yeah let me let me un- unravel this bad boy a lot of pages. Oh, my God. So many pages. That's a lot of pages. Holy How many Christ. of those
1: pages have worked on them?
0: Only one of them, which is the <laughs> weirdest part, because I thought that we were having a shortage of pa- I, s- I got a memo mm-hmm. that was written on a piece of tree bark that said, please save the paper. We're running out. Wow. So that's b- just bizarre. So is I that why a- I
1: got a memo on a leaf?
0: That would be, yeah. I that think explains that's that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at this story here. Uh, this comes from uh, Scientus.org. It was written by Joseph Sant, and it's called Alfred Wegener's Continental Drift Theory. And it says here in the marginalia, it was like kind of scribbled in, uh, kind of a description of, of the event. It says, geophysicist and meteorologist Alfred Wegener presents his controversial theory of continental drift in a lecture at the Geological Association in Frankfurt. Wow. So that happened on uh, January 6th. I'm going to take a little sippy of water, and then we will jump right in. Say something while I sip my water.
1: Um, I'm really excited to get into this story. I'm so glad
0: because here it is. In 1912, Alfred Wegener proposed a theory that the continents had once been joined and over time had drifted apart. This was the Continental Drift Theory. We are taught that modern scientists are driven only by reason and facts— only early scientists like Galileo needed to fear the reaction to their radical views. Neither of those beliefs is true. New ideas threaten the establishment regardless of the century.
1: That is so true.
0: Yeah, I thought it that It continues that was, to be true. It's a, it's, a, it's a firm start from Mr. Sant. Uh, wow. You know, just calling out the establishment of science. Uh, Wegner's theory drew from geology, geophysics, zoo, zoo geography, and paleontology. Zoo geography, of course, is um, when animals mm-hmm. look at mountains mm-hmm. and they say, that's a mountain. Mm-hmm. Well, they mm-hmm. don't say that. They're a zebra, so they go, it's the,
1: it's, <laughs> it's the animal to the geography relationship, thus the yeah. zoo geography.
0: Yeah. Uh, National Zoo Geographic actually is partnering with Petflix later this year. Oh. I wow. news, so that's, that's kind of exciting. That's a great partnership. Good for them. Good brand deal. Wagner's theory also drew the wrath of scientists... From these disciplines. You like that? Yeah, I do. It drew from geology and then drew the wrath. That's wordplay. Mr. Santa has already claimed a place in my heart. These reactions eventually shut down serious discussion of the concept. The geologist Barry Willis summed it up, saying, Further discussion of it merely encumbers the literature and befogs the mind of fellow students. The fellow students' minds would not be befogged, and the world had to wait until the 1960s for a wide discussion of the Continental Drift Theory to be restarted.
1: Is your mind befogged?
0: My mind typically is befogged, mm. and I have to run the defog.
1: Demidifier.
0: Yeah, like pretty early in the morning. Otherwise, I'm going to spend the whole day like swerving around. Yeah. That analogy worked actually much better. <laughs> it applied much more to my life than I thought it would. <laughs> Wegner's only goal was to have the concept openly discussed. Is that so much? Is that so hard?
1: We talk about
0: Alfred Wegner did not even present continental drift theory as a proven theory. What caused the extreme reaction? His work crossed disciplines. The authorities in the various disciplines attacked him as an amateur that did not fully grasp their own subject. More importantly, however, was that even the possibility of continental drift at the time was a huge threat to the authorities in each of those disciplines. Wow. Radical viewpoints threaten the authorities in a discipline. Authorities are experts in the current view of their discipline. A radical view could even force experts to start over again. Uh, Lastly, uh, Sant writes, one of Alfred's, one of Alfred Wagner's critics, the geologist R. Thomas Chamberlain, suggested that, quote, if we are to believe in Wegener's hypothesis, we must forget everything which has been learned in the past 70 years and start all over again. He was right.
1: Dun, dun, dun. So that's the story. As Whoa. you know, continental
0: drift theory uh, eventually reemerged in scientific discussion. That led to the development of, excuse me, that Pangea. led to the development of, not Pangaea. Oh, well, um, Pangaea already happened before that. Plate tectonics theory, mm-hmm. which was the prevailing theory for... A long, long time until mm-hmm. a, a, about last year when uh, pasta dish gin and tonics theory mm-hmm. rose to prominence. And that's, you know, where we are today. Right. But also, as you <laughs> know, like the continents, they are no longer drifted. They have come back. They got right. really Right. We've lonely.
1: returned full circle to our Pangeonic earlier mm-hmm. uh, situation. Yeah, there was the uh, um,
0: that big tragedy and then the continents were like. Come here, man, let me hold you. And then they yeah. drifted together. It actually was very but, bad for the people of the earth because there yeah. was a lot of wars.
1: And pasta and gin and which is what it was named for. The, the theory was named after
0: Oh, pasta dish, gin and tonics. Yeah. Theory? Yeah. Yeah. Um Wow. Yeah. So so I'll be honest with you, your eyes glassed over halfway through the story about <laughs> the, the plate tectonics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. The yeah. I'm much more interested in the history and the implications of it than I am the technical science yeah, side okay, of things. Fine. So, so even I have, if that
0: is the truth. Sure. So even if you leave the the theory itself on the side, the idea of this guy Wagner kind yeah. of coming before this stuffy closet full of uh cabinet full of uh you know, scientists from different disciplines and being like, "Yo, I got an idea. And then they're all like unanimously like, you suck, die. And then he's like, oh,
1: I didn't even say it was proven. Right. He just wanted to have a, a little talking.
0: And talk. then it turns out he was like kind of right. There was He, was some basically,
1: he laid the found. He was more correct than they were. Yes, certainly. That's not. for sure. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, that's just what science is, is people being wrong until they get a little more right.
0: Right. So, I, I mean, I guess the implications of this story, if you're thinking about it, are it's just kind of like. The awareness that it's not always the right thing to besmirch something mm-hmm. that doesn't seem right right away. Yeah. You know, especially I think, when you're talking about science.
1: I think that to me, the story says a lot about, you know, taking just a stabbing guess in the dark based off a few hints that you have and how radical that could be. It's kind of like when you play Wheel of Fortune.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's just like that.
1: I it's think. exactly like that. Wow. And also the more money you have, the more vowels you can buy. The more funding you have, the better chance that you can do legit science.
0: That the, you're losing me a little bit. But give me one more. <laughs> one more connection. Give me one more connection.
1: Um I it did not speak to Alfred Wegener's, Wegner's Wegener's um, fashion sense, but we know that Vanna White has not repeated a dress in 6,500 episodes.
0: So the suggestion that you're making is that is that Alfred Wegener, a scientist from 1912, mm-hmm. never wore the same dress more than once.
1: Well, I actually think the opposite. I think he probably wore the same clothes every goddamn day for a lot it's just it's we're comparing we're contrasting it's yeah, not all you, it's you. not all parallels you know it's all that simple no, no no you have to use your thinky parts in your brain
0: yeah the old uh, knowledge out. box they call it mm-hmm, the old knowledge
1: <laughs> box a <Okay. laughs> reference to an earlier epi yeah <laughs> um wow go alfred I like the part where he stood up to the common conventions. Yeah, and he kept and... it alive. He
0: kept his his theory alive for basically his entire life, mm-hmm. and, and managed to like carry the torch on. To the you 60s. really have
1: to be okay with being like the contrarian there, because all of your colleagues, everyone else, is like, "What is wrong with you?" And you're an idiot. And he's like, "I think this has validity," and he stuck to his guns. Yeah. Um,
0: pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. You ever played uh Hangman? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna. In you, real life, or the like on the paper? No, uh, in only an audio format. Mmm. That are you ready? Wow, that's like
1: playing on level ten.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give you out of ten. Yes, I'm gonna <laughs> give you, and I have to describe it very clearly. Okay. There. Okay. Here. The, ding. Here, the puzzle is on the board. You ready? Yes. It's five letters. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought of the word yet, but okay. it's five letters. Okay. And it's a verb. Go for it. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. That's great, Foley. An A. No, that's a vowel. It wouldn't be on. And also, that's not how the game works. <laughs> oh. You, uh, three, $300. It. Oh, $300. Okay, so for $300, <laughs> would you like to guess a, a consonant? You have never played Wheel of <laughs> Fortune. Is this how Wheel of Fortune works? No, you have land. Okay, the, you spun the wheel. It okay. lands on three hundred dollars. Now you can guess any continent. If you get the right continent, then you get three hundred dollars. Uh, C. C is not on it, and you lose, and you're bankrupt. Oh, uh, it, it was think.
1: It was think. It was think. The whole. Was time. I supposed to guess the word first?
0: No. I just I just pulled the ripcord on my parachute to get out of this bit as soon as possible because I realized how dead in the water it was.
1: Okay. Well Thanks for playing. Yeah.
0: You know, I was talking to Frank. Mm-hmm. Frank uh,
1: from Which Frank?
0: Uh from behind the vending machine. Yeah. And he was telling me that uh you know, Pepe Le Pew mm-hmm. actually showed up. January 6th Oh no well.
1: way mm-hmm, mm-hmm, What does mm-hmm. that What What does that mean Showed up Like his first was episode Was born Was animated
0: I, I get how is was a cartoon born If not They just show up On a Merry Melodies One day Uh huh So he just sh- Showed up
1: That's also exciting Yeah Right so So Frank from Behind the Vending Machine Was like hey You're from the Ministry of Memory Or That is where we work That's yeah. where we work <laughs> that's correct you would be interested in this information and yeah. just like drop that little tidbit for you
0: yeah yeah and i didn't really have anything to <laughs> go- i mean i kind of need your help kind of building this out
1: You it's isn't he like really like a yucko a little bit of a character he's a little bit of a yucko yeah a little yeah bit of a yucky yuck. like I think... he's not so like respectful of like people's like boundaries and autonomy. is that his whole, yeah. he's, the skunk. His whole thing, he's the skunk who at a different point in time was framed as romantic and nowadays we're like ew creepy
0: yeah he would be canceled i think in less than a mm-hmm. second i think he's yeah. already in been one canceled. second he would be canceled. yeah he's actually not canceled he i think he, been rec- rebranded? he recently showed up in like the new looney tunes mm-hmm. reboot but he's yeah not as like uh let me put it kindly he is not as forward <laughs> with his sexuality yeah. towards unwilling parties parties so that's good you know growth Gro- um we love to see it sort yeah, of you know ish <laughs> do you think that <laughs> definitely the few deserves the death sentence um... Yes or no, it's not a decision. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that he Should deserves... he be put in the
0: electric chair and somebody should pull the lever?
1: No. I I think that he does deserve, like, a lot of therapy and a chance at rehabilitation. Wow. Um, instead of reincarnation. Yeah.
0: Was he ever incarcerated? Was Pepe Le Pew incarcerated?
1: I mean, he should have been. Ooh. Mm. If not, is my opinion. Okay. But um
0: Do you have a roadmap for where we're going with Papi Le Pew talk? Well, I think we have to ask Frank if we want any more details on that. I I mean, do you want are you suggesting that we you and I should right now walk over to the vending machine and talk to a man named Frank who will have a different voice and <laughs> and we can talk to him and kind of introduce the idea that we can have a third character kind of hang out with us? Um All right, let's do it. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Come on with me over to the vending machine.
1: Clip, clop, clip, clop.
0: Well, I wore my horseshoes today. Silly <laughs> me. Okay, here, there's the vending machine. You got to move it. Okay. You got to push it out of the way. Uh, I don't know why I did this earlier, but that's how I discovered Frank. Push it one more. Th- yeah, push it one more time. Ah! So heavy. Hey, hey. Oh, God. That's, that must be Frank. Hey, Frank. Hey. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey Frank,
0: what's up? Oh my God, Frank, you're in a kind of a feisty mood, huh? Yeah. Rebecca, hey, I need you to take hey, the lead on this conversation. Hey
1: Frank, we just had some quick questions for you. What's the question? So, like, what do you think the significance of Pepe Le Pew has been on? Oh, I love Pepe Le Pew. A <laughs> bit Girl. of a skank, eh cultural history and memory
0: oh i love him i love him because
1: what do you want the people
0: to remember about he gave you? Of permissions <laughs> if you know what i mean frank i don't agree with that at all i think that's <laughs> concerning to say the least to say that
1: frank how did you get yeah. here <laughs> where did you come from Oh, we had a machine. oh wow! Do you stock the vending machine? No, I it. <laughs> <laughs> wow! You go up
0: there and you say, mm, "I want a Snickers," <laughs> then you go up and you push all the buttons and you see this snickers, Snickers—that's me. That I,
1: happens know. all the time.
0: Yeah, that's Frank. You know. Okay,
1: Frank. Thank you so hey. much for your time. Um, I'm gonna push the vending machine back now. Okay, that's okay watch, that's watch great. your finkies and toes. Yep, 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 yep
0: bye wow that was troubling that was he was not that fiery when i was speaking to him earlier i
1: think it's all the snickers he's been eating
0: yeah i think he's on like a nocturnal like i was talking to him like early in the morning and he was mm-hmm. like really groggy i sorry
1: i don't i don't think you should hang out with frank anymore no certainly
0: not like yeah. i'm really realizing that like this is kind of casted. In it's
1: not. It's not so much that he I mean that lives, thing that he said about
0: Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not. Like,
1: it's not that he lives oh in God. the walls of our office or that he reads the vending machine. I mean, I have. I believe in. We've all had our stints in the walls. free housing, and basic, you know, rights like food and education and mm-hmm, housing. Mm-hmm. So the, I have no issues with that. Um, it was mostly the things he said about Pepe Le Pew, and I just. I feel like that's a bad influence on you. You know, you are the company you keep and I want better for you.
0: Well, I really appreciate you. T- you know, it it probably took a lot of guts to say that because, you know, that I, I have been hanging out with Frank a lot. Yeah, um, I've noticed. Yeah, we play like backgammon a lot. He mm-hmm. loves backgammon, which is weird because mm-hmm. I don't think he knows. He eats the pieces. Yeah, which is bizarre. He's a man. He's like a fully grown man. Mm-hmm. He's eating the pieces while we're playing. So I'm like, Frank, stop. He's like, hey, <laughs> just weird. <laughs> Who wins? Usually him because he threatens to bite me. Oh, he's he's really a kind of a feral man.
1: Maybe we should call someone.
0: Yeah, who do you call for that animal control? Um, it's kind of. Demeaning. It's where I'd start. Really,
1: I don't even you know. Start with the
0: police. We don't have security. I mean, we've we've
1: abolished the police at this point. That's true. <laughs> Silly me. So, wow. Well. I'm gonna talk to the office manager about it. Okay. Well, let's okay. get back to our desk and we yeah. can kind
0: of uh look at these uh, okay. two stories and
1: clip clop clip clop clip
0: clop. You like these shoes by the way?
1: I love them. Yeah, they're really cool. funky fresh. Yeah. They funky give me fresh. like a
0: backwards knee kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is it's weird very, to a um, shoe. Like uh, uh, equestrian. Ooh, yeah. Mm, thank <laughs> you. <You're> serving <laughs> me
1: equestrian realness. <laughs> you're
0: even noticing. Okay, cool. Um okay, so we got these wow. two stories. That was a fun little jaunt. <laughs>
1: The office trip?
0: Yeah. Um, so we have these two stories, right? We yep. got Wheel of Fortune starts. We got Continental Drift Theory floated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because the continents float, it yep. float. Within theory, they floated away. So oh, like, what's today? Oh, what I, got it, I got it, I got it, I got Thanks. it. Thanks. Yeah, it's fine.
1: Oh, wow. Well, one is a beloved uh, American game show that yeah. is much-known and iconic for American culture. One is a really significant introduction of a scientific theory that fundamentally, ultimately fundamentally changed the way we understand
0: the Earth and geology Mm -hmm. and biology. I have a question for you that may make this job a little simpler. Does it matter that we know how the continents drifted apart. More so mm. than it is fun to buy a vowel. The thrill of buying right. a vowel, it's like one of the only things you like spending money for. Right. And as inflation goes up, like really vowels are just getting cheaper and cheaper, and you get that thrill for for less. Exactly. And less like it's great. Exactly. Much more accessible to have a vowel these days.
1: Yeah, it's much more affordable. Mm-hmm. Um. It's wow. so
0: affordable, you could say it's aff- affordable. That's how affordable it is to buy a valve these days.
1: Truly. Well, then in that case, I mean, what do you think about snip-snipping the continental drift theory? I don't know. Oh, man, it's kind of tough, right? It's a cool story. It's a real cool story. Well, he really sticks it to the man, and I think that that's really significant as well six it to all, all the men.
0: Webner. Yeah, because there are certainly no women on the scientific board in 1912. Well, at least not on
1: the article, but I'm also 100% sure that there were no women <laughs> <laughs> on the
0: board of anything scientific in the year 1912. Yeah. Um, um, Alright, you know what? I'm content with it. Let's just grip it and rip it. Let's go. Let's just cut it right out. Alright. Uh, hit um, that delete button, yep. baby. Let me hit the delete button. It's it's a Hold on. Here, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, I just gotta make so, sure that it. It was so tender. It was so quiet. I gotta make sure it went through. Yeah. There you go. That I was landed. the
1: sound of the backbone of that story being snapped in yeah. half. <laughs> it was
0: kind of like if you just pinched a mouse. That's kind of like the yeah. amount of ooh of like umph that it had. Not much. Now
1: we really have to call it animal control.
0: That's true. Yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, how much
1: we, w- how much space did that save?
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh. Hold on. Let me just. I mean, you're just closer to the monitor. So. Yeah. I gotta like scoot over to your desk, cause your side of the desk. Let me just. Um. <laughs> looks like it says. I don't know how to read this. You. It's. it's move font, over. Move your over. Font is so big. I got
1: it. I got it. I got it. We have just saved two vacuums. Two of them. Two vacuums of, of space on oh, humanity's wow. history hard drive.
0: So much more room for the time when we went to the field trip. Field on the on the field trip to the roof of the building, mm-hmm. and we got to look down at the uh, roads.
1: Yeah, and we took a
0: and we took a selfie. We took that selfie. So now
1: we could fit the selfie.
0: That's good. Yeah, yeah. That a big selfie. It was like yeah, high yeah. high definition. Yeah. So that's good.
1: Okay, that's so exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean that's. I think I think we're. I think our work's done. I think our work
1: is done for the day.
0: Yeah. What What are your plans for uh after the, the work bell when you punch out your comically large card?
1: Um, I was gonna go get a drink with some of uh our coworkers from some of the other departments.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Um, yeah. I was oh, I'm, fu- meet no, a- I'm, I'm yeah. I'm good. I mean, actually, are I'm you? No, Do you no,
0: no. wanna? No, 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 no. Like, are I'm you- actually busy. I have a oh playing a game of with- backgammon with oh. somebody. Okay. Doesn't matter who.
1: I mean, yeah. Like if you already have plans, like
0: no, like if- yeah. You know, like, go out, have fun. Okay, cool. <laughs> We're gonna be here. Um. I'll probably just get dinner at the vending machine. Yeah. And then go somewhere else and play backgammon with some somebody.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, that yeah. That also that sounds super fun. Sounds like you're busy. No, like, and yeah. Like we both have plans. Our plans like our plans. Yeah. Um,
0: All right, well, Mo, I'm, I'm Zachy I'm
1: Rebecca Chardon. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh shit, hold on. I messed it up.